Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, it's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome back to the Fearless Kia Podcast. As I say on every episode, I hope you are at home staying safe with your loved ones and washing your hands. And wearing your mask when you go outside because every day this situation is escalating. So we want to make sure that everyone is staying safe as possible. But without further ado, let's get into today's quote of the day. Today's quote of the day is, don't let yesterday take up too much of today. Bye. The unknown. This is an unknown quote, but just to let people know, you are not who you were yesterday. Don't let yesterday's problem take up too much of today. It's a new day. Start it with new energy, new vibes. But with that being said, let's get into this week's podcast guest. So this week's guest is a high-performing creative disruptor with an established track record of executing transformative marketing strategy and delivering impactful results for large companies and brands, including Viacom subsidiaries, MTV, and BET. She has over 15 years of experience in implementing viable creative solutions and possesses an innate ability to identify key strategic partnerships and opportunities that reinforce brand value proposition. When she isn't creating marketing strategies, Tola is building community for and helping young women successfully navigate the trajectory of their lives. Committed to empowering the next generation of leaders, Tola started not-for-profit organization or non-profit organization, Girl Wonder, whose success and recognition has catapulted her to being one of the most influential voices in women and youth culture. In 2018, Forbes named her one of the top women dedicated to helping the next generation of leaders find their calling. Tola is a Bronx, New York native and holds a bachelor's degree in English communications from Pace University. She has appeared in Forbes, NBC, Black Enterprise, and countless other media outlets. It's a pleasure to welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast, Tola Lawal. Wow. I was like, who is this? Who's bio is this that she's reading? Is me? I did it's that. You. It's me. Yes. Wow. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on the Fearless Kia podcast season five. Let's get it. Let's yes, get it. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time um, to speak with me today. This will be so much fun. So Tola, what is your deepest fear? <laughs> Man, you just came out the gate with a heavy one. Um, I think my deepest fear, my biggest fear is not um, not using all of the gifts and talents that God gave me. Like I, I do a lot of overthinking. I do a lot of second guessing and I'm just like, nah, God wouldn't give you all of these tools, all of these talents, all of these skills if you weren't supposed to be successful. You know what I mean? If you weren't supposed to share these gifts with the world. So my biggest fear is just like standing in my own way and not utilizing what God has given me. I saw this quote on the good book of Instagram a couple of years ago and it said something along the lines of you know, you don't want, when you get to the pearly gates, you don't want God to be like, why didn't you do more with what I gave you? And that really resonated with me because mm-hmm. like, that's literally how I feel. Like I got to get out of my own way to use my gifts and share my gifts 
with the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you find that your self-doubt, because you were saying that there has been self-doubt in like the gifts that you um, have and, and making sure that you're using them to the best of your ability. Have you found that increase as you've gotten older? And if so, how do you bring yourself back to that state of self-confidence versus self-doubt? Mm, yeah, I definitely feel like it's increased as I've gotten older. I think um, in my 20s, I was young, wild, and free. So I didn't really give a damn about anybody, any opinions or anything. I was just happy to be in the building, um, working at MTV and, and you know, working at Ciroc and doing all types of whatever. I was just all over the place, but just happy to be around. And then social media came. And I think that kind of adds to your, the second guessing of yourself, right? Because you see mm-hmm. everything that your peers are doing and you're like, damn, why didn't I do this? Or damn, I'm not working hard enough. Or damn, so-and-so is doing this. Um, but but I think I definitely think that, you know, that's been a reflection of my 30s. But I will say quarantine has given me the opportunity to kind of take a step back and, and remove myself from social media and realize that like the, lev- the playing field is kind of leveled right now. Um, so I've just dedicated a lot of my time to like rebranding myself and working mm-hmm. on my personal like self-care. Um, but I will say that, uh, you know, the, the, the older I got, the more difficult it was for me to feel like. Like I I knew where I was supposed to be in this space. You know, I think because there's so much, we consume so much content, media, social media every single day, you know, it kind of clouds your direction. So I think for a while, my direction was a little cloudy, but these last couple of months and this transition to LA has really given me the time to be still and be strategic with what it is that I want to put out there. Yeah, speaking of your transition to LA, you you recently uh, relocated within the past year. What has that leap of faith taught you about yourself? Um, it taught me, it, it was, man, it was basically like, hey, brown girl, you can do hard things. You know that that move across the country, three thousand miles away from your family, your friends, your loved ones is a really, really it's a big jump. It's a big leap. And granted, like it was a little easy for me because I have a lot of friends, associates out here in Los Angeles, but I didn't, I didn't even think about it twice to be quite honest with you. I didn't think twice. Um, it was really God on some like, listen, I know how you feel in New York. You feel stagnant. Um, I felt creatively stifled. I was bored. Like New York, like even being, being from the Bronx, Bronx, New York, one time for the boogie. I <laughs> was like, I felt anxious all the time. And I'm not even an anxious person, but I just feel like as soon as you step out of your apartment, your house in New York, the air is just so filled with anxiety. And I was just like, nah, this is not, this is not what I want for my life. Like this is not, no, I'm not doing this. So I literally packed up my shit, purged my apartment. Actually, I didn't even pack up. I threw everything away. Like came over here with two, three suitcases, a couple of boxes. My car is still in New York, <laughs> you know, and I just, I packed up, I hopped on a flight. Well, I hopped on two flights. I got, went to my mom's house first for a little bit and then I hopped on a flight to LA and it's, it's been cool since I've been here, but yeah, it was a lot. This move taught me that you can hear a lot when you're still. Um, this, this move also showed me the clutter that we're surrounded by in New York. Like I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't get any of the messages that God was trying to tell me. And I think that's part of the reason why I moved to LA. That's why he pushed me out here. He was like, I need to isolate you so you can hear what I was trying to tell you. 
Um, and I sat still for the first four months. <laughs> like I literally didn't do anything. And, you know, I would, I would have my moments where I would be like, oh my God, this is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. You know? And I would be still and I would be trying to listen. And then the next couple of weeks I would be foaming at the mouth, falling apart because I just could not understand. I didn't know if I was hearing the right messages or what, and things just weren't landing. And then I just kind of let go. I'm just like, all right, God, whatever, whatever it is that you want me to do, lead the way and I'll stop trying to control it. And it's been fine ever since. Like people have showed up for me in ways that I didn't even, I didn't expect. Um, and I'm beyond thankful for them. So transition was smooth. And I learned a lot about myself. Once you just be still, listen to what the universe is trying to tell you, then everything will fall into place. Absolutely. And as you've been still, and we've all been still in COVID right now, um, you're the founder of Girl Wonder. You're also the founder of Brown Girl Social. Why is it important for you to build communities for brown skin girls to bring their authentic selves to both their professional and personal lives, as well as expound upon both of those organizations that you founded and why they're important to you? Man, that's a heavy question. Um, I've always been a girl's girl. I kind of grew up as an only child, but I do have a sister, but we're so far apart and years, 12 years apart that I grew up as an only child. Um, so like I've always longed for uh, a group of girl friends like the Babysitter's Club. Do you remember that series, the Babysitter's Club, where they were yes. always friends, young friends and they were all babysitters and it was super cool and everybody was cool and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted one of those. Obviously, being a sorority girl, like you, you value uh, sisterhood. You value reaching back and pulling forward. Um, so for Girl Wonder, one of my sorority sisters um, reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you're doing a lot of college speaking. I have some girls out here and it's, it's this high school in Brooklyn that needs some help and they want to put together a girl group. Can you put together Girl Wonder and do something? Can you do something? So I had the domain. uh, I bought the domain in probably 2009, 2008, because at one point I was a serial domain hoarder. And in fall 2015, I just put together a program, reached out to some of my resources and my friends and associates and put together this plan uh, for Achievement First Brooklyn High School. And two to three Saturdays out of the month, I was traveling from Westchester to to Brooklyn um, on Saturdays to meet these girls and talk about whatever it is that we wanted to talk about was natural hair in the workplace. Our first speaker was Hey Friend Hey. So once I started putting out these pitches and my associates were really like, jumping in to participate, I was like, wow, we have something here. Um, So we did that for the whole year. And that May of 2016, I interviewed for a role there. They they asked me to interview for a role there, which was in the um, college department. I was assistant director of college success. And from that, like I grew Girl Wonder basically on the backs of those girls at that school. So when I got that job, the girls were like, hey, are you the lady that does Girl Wonder on Saturdays? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, can you bring it back next year? And then Girl Wonder kind of like grew into this organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be quite honest, this is 1560. I didn't take it seriously until 1718, I want to say, probably 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and 17, I want to say, uh, NBC nominated us as one of the top organizations for young girls of color in New York. And even with that, I didn't recognize the, uh, the impact that we had. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize the impact. I didn't recognize the work that I was doing. I was just putting together programming for these girls. And, you know, we were doing fundraisers so they could get their little jackets. And I was just so happy and excited. But then I realized it was so much bigger 
than what I thought. You know, it wasn't just a high school club. It was a, a nonprofit. So I LLC, the company or 501c3, the company. Um, and then everything just started falling in, into place. Um, with Girl Wonder, I can say there has absolutely been no struggle, which is how I know that I'm aligned. Um, and my work with Girl Wonder and youth development is aligned with what God wanted me to do because we have not struggled for anything. Um, and I'm just beyond blessed for the team that I have and grateful for the team. And like huge shout out to Lexi, um, Bianca, my um, advisor, Courtney Oliver, Tiana, like everybody's just so goddamn dope. Um, and with those, with that team, I've been able to build up the organization to what it is now. Like there's so much more that we want to do. And luckily for us, I'm not even going to say that COVID, uh, has been such a, a horrible thing. It is horrible in what it's doing to the economy, what it's doing to the people. Um, but I think for us, like we got to see the good in this craziness, right? And it's a moment for us to like be still. That's like my theme for this for this uh, <laughs> for this conversation. Be still, right? And and just work. Put your head down and take some time to really map out what it is that you want to see your brands or yourself or whatever grow into. Yeah. Um, and even speaking of that, like even with Brown Girl Social, so this is something that manifested throughout this time and being still, right? Could you speak more to the community that you're trying to build right now online sure. and why it's so important? Sure. I haven't even told people that Brown Girl Social was mine. I didn't want to make any announcements. I literally just put my head down and, you know, did some work. But Brown Girl Social was actually birthed from Girl Wonder two years ago or three years ago. We kicked off the Girl Wonder Summer Leadership Academy, uh, where we take about 20 girls to a different company every single day for a whole week where we do lunch and learns, provide them with Metro cards, a gift bag of all these amazing things. Um, and, you know, we secure them internships. Girl Wonder has literally morphed into a pipeline providing mm-hmm. companies with interns full spring and summer. So super excited about that. Yeah. But while we were doing this, women our age, 25 and up, were like, oh my God, this is amazing. What are you guys doing for our age group? What can we participate in? And I was like, man, Okay, like I'm I'm in New York and there's so we have so we had so much of everything, right? So many programs, so many yeah. everything every day something was happening. So it didn't dawn on me that there was still space to create another platform for women 25 and up. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm not gonna do it in New York because New York was saturated with a lot of, you know, good stuff. So I said, I know I'm moving to Los Angeles. I will wait until I get to LA to to start working on this. Yeah. Sure enough. This was mm, 18, I want to say, 2018. Bought the domain. I got the Instagram page. I did absolutely nothing with it until this year, March 1st, on Women's History Month. March 1st, 2020 is when I started posting on the page, uh, literally, you know, growing the page. I, I make all of the creative on that page. Uh, and when people ask me, they're like, oh my God, who's your designer? I'm like, me. I, I, I do everything on the page. Talk, Tola. Let them know. <laughs> everything on the page, Tola has done. I have designed every single graphic on that page by myself. Um, but that has also shown me you know, the ability that I have to, to design. I'm not a graphic designer. I didn't go to school for design. I went to school for English communications, but I've always had a knack for visual marketing, right? So, um, you know, I'm still trying to work out the kinks and figure out what it is that I can offer. Doing some research on our demographic, you know, women of color, ages 25 and up, and what it is that we want to see in the conversations we want to participate in. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I can't even lie. I'm really enjoying it. Like I, I, I enjoy 
hopping on my Canva account, guys. I don't know how, I don't know, photo, what is it? Photoshop. I don't Photoshop, know. Adobe, <laughs> all that. Yeah. I would no, love no. to support and continue to, um, as you continue to build out your programming throughout the year. I think Thank it's something vital that's important, particularly, like you said, for women over 25. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because at the end of the day, you're building a community that's speaking authentically to us. And yes. for anyone that's listening, this is a platform to support, to that speaks really to our conversations and our language, the way that we as brown skin girls connect um, di- directly during this time when we are so social distancing, but still yeah. want to connect with one another across the globe. So at brown girl with the Y social on Instagram. Yes. Yes. We, we got to listen. Own it. You got to let people know you out here doing some great things. You know? Thank you. Thank you. But I wanted to transition a little bit and ask you, even with career, so we have, you You founded two platforms. For yourself, what do you want to manifest? Like, once we move beyond COVID and, you know, get back outside, what do you want to manifest for yourself career-wise or via entrepreneurship? And how are you preparing for that stuff while being inside? Um, I'm still moving. I'm still working. I'm still interviewing. Um, I'm the entrepreneur that likes a regular job. I feel like that's another conversation to be had. But yes, I am an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12 years old. But I like the structure that a regular job gives me. Um, And that that's my investor. You know what I mean? That invests. And that, that's the money that I use to uh, flip into my own companies. But I'm still having conversations with people. Um, I just had a second round interview with the company. And I'm hoping that, you know, this, this turns into uh, my opportunity. But yeah, I'm still, I'm being very selective with the next opportunity that I take. And I thought it was going to be hard to transition back into entertainment. But I made sure that while I, I did a brief stint in education, um, I made sure to maintain my relationships. Um, so, you know, I have those relationships. I'm able to reach out to people and connect and use people as resources and lean on my tribe of entertainment associates. Um, but you know, I'm just making a transition back into this space. Um, thinking about what my personal brand is going to look like. How do I, you know, share my knowledge with people, my marketing, my brand development experience, expertise, content creation, um, so I'm literally just, you know, sitting back and, and being strategic on that, like figuring out what that looks like visually, um, how I can present my services to the people. Um, but this is this is a good time. This is a good time for us to like, you know, sit back and really map out what it is that we want to share with our audience. And that's what I'm doing. So if you had to describe yourself totally in three adjectives, what would it be? What would those three words be? <laughs> Silly. Um, happy, uh, actually no, creative, disruptor, and happy. Yes, creative, disruptor, and happy. So what brings you happiness? What brings you joy? What brings me joy? Um, I think freedom, freedom of thought. Um, self-care brings me joy, like really paying attention to how your body feels or how my body feels. Um, I, you know that I've been running like crazy this month and I realized that running for me is therapy and motion. I've always known that, but I really think that I've had, I had the time to pay attention to how my body felt and how my mental felt the weeks that I, I did run and the couple of days that I did not run. There was one week where I didn't put any miles on a board and I was literally like under the bed. And then I realized that I needed 
to be outside. I needed a little bit of sun. I needed my body to be moving. And that is therapy for me. Um, so it makes me happy to discover those things. Even at 37 years old, right? I'm still learning myself and learning what makes me happy, what makes me feel good. I'm really simple. Like I don't need, I don't need much to be happy. Give me some, you know, comedy. Give me some goddamn lemon pepper wings and I'm cool. Give me something cool. And I, you know, it doesn't take much to uh, please me, but just learning self is bringing me joy. Yeah. And it's interesting you put up running too as a sense of therapy and motion because I think a lot of people right now are seeking therapy, whether it's virtually. Um, but it's also important to note that there are other methods of what could be therapy for you that doesn't necessarily have to be a one-on-one conversation with a therapist. You could run, work out, you know, write, journal, develop music, whatever that could be for you, but really tapping into um, what's spiking a high vibration of you. Are there other things in your daily routine that you've created that are driving more positive vibes and more creativity out of you that you could speak to? Um, daily. I don't know. Daily, I'm not sure. Weekly, yes. So in addition to running and therapy and motion, I do have a regular therapist that I speak to every Saturday. Um, And just going through that process of unpacking years of like trauma and years of just whatever is is bringing me joy. Um, So I do know that every Saturday, six o'clock Eastern time, no, six o'clock Pacific time, um, you know, that's my time with her. So before our session, I'll do a brain dump. What happened to me this week? How did I feel on these specific days? I'll highlight whatever, you know, talking points I want to share with her. And I just, I, I have that to myself and I share it with her. Um, and that brings me joy. But on a daily, I think because our schedules are so thrown up in the air right now, you know, just to open my eyes every single day brings me joy. And I'm just like, all right, another day to try. You know what I mean? Like this morning, I, I actually, before I went to sleep last night, I prayed to God. I said, listen, I'm really tired of waking up at 10 o'clock. I have got <laughs> to get up tomorrow morning and hit the, hit the streets to run by 7, 38 o'clock because the LA sun is hot as hell by 11. So this morning I woke up at 7.47. I was like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. And I put on my clothes and I went outside. So I'm, I'm struggling to put myself back on a routine, a daily routine. Yeah. Um, but it's bringing me joy when I'm successful in those little things. So That's to me yeah. this morning, I was happy as hell that I went out, did my five mile run. And I was like, okay, cool. So I mapped out the rest of my day. I had a call at 11, this um, conversation, and the rest of my day is mapped out. Little things like that bring me joy because I'm not a naturally organized person. Like I need that structure. Um, so when I'm able to do it for myself, that makes me happy. Totally. I feel like you are so organized. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> <laughs> I just hide my disorganization very well. Oh my God. I feel like you are so organized. I'd be like, I kind of like go with the flow. If my vibrations are saying, girl, just chill, I just chill. And it's- girl, I'm an air sign. We are, we just float. Like <laughs> I'm all over the place. But in order for me to reach the next level of success or where, wherever it is that I'm going, I have to have some type of structure. Mm. It's an everyday, you know, struggle for me. But when I do, when I'm able to cross off something off my list and I feel like I had a successful day, then I'm happy with that. That's important mm-hmm. to even just identify. So in order, you just said like in order to reach the next 
level you need to find you need to have structure in your life is there anything else that you feel like you're missing and why like at this point in your life is there anything else that you feel like you're missing in order to become this next version of yourself and no i think god has given me all the tools i lack nothing <laughs> he told me to, i lack nothing he told me to use what he gave me He's given me every single thing I needed. It's just my responsibility to apply. That's it. Absolutely. Girl, that's a word. So, honey. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm saying like, woo, child. Yes, I felt that in my spirit. So, taking a little shift. We know you got the, you, you're a go-getter. You got your career. You know, everything is coming to you because you have a strong connection and faith with God. So you know he's going to deliver, period. When it comes to other aspects of your personal life, like love and dating and family. Girl, don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> like love and family and dating. Where does that fit for you on your priority scale, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Question straight because you were just like, girl. Um, I mean, it is a per come what may. I'll say that. Um, I do want to be married, right? Of course, I want to be married. I want to have children. Um, I think if I were to <laughs> apply more, I don't know, uh, effort to that, I would have. I don't, I don't. I don't really know how to answer that question, but yes, I do want to be married. I do want to have children. Uh, is there a boyfriend? I don't know. I don't I don't really know. I'm going to be one of those people that you're not even going to know if I have a boyfriend or not. You're just going to get an invitation to my wedding that says come through. It's lit. Like, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Listen, there is nothing wrong with keeping it to, you know, enjoying that experience with that person. Everybody doesn't need to be invited <laughs> to where you guys are, whatever you guys are and what state that is. Like, right. Like right. it was the invitation, girl. I didn't even know you had a man. Okay, I'll be there. Right, I'll it's okay. Out. It's fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. Well, I want to um, kind of close off the conversation and ask you for someone who's in a similar path as you. Uh, what are kind of three guiding principles that you that you help for yourself in your life that you wanted? to kind of share with them as they are embarking on, whether it's career or their personal journey that you would like to share out to them? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think that you have to have a good sense of self, right? Um, if you don't know who you are, it's so easy to get lost in the sauce and who everybody else is. Because we're consuming media and everything all day, every day, it's so easy to fall into like identity issues, you know? So you got to have a strong sense of self to just be successful in life. It doesn't even matter what industry you're talking about. Um, I also think people need to pay attention to emotional intelligence. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with the whole concept of emotional intelligence. I think once you understand emotional intelligence, you've mastered self um, that you can, you can be successful in any place on anywhere on God's green earth. Um, And for those who aren't familiar with emotional intelligence, please look it up. and then be resourceful. Do your research. If you know that there's a specific place, a specific company, a specific specific role that you're looking for, people, you know, that you want to sit at the table with, like, educate yourself on that. You know what I mean? Do research. Be familiar with your field. Be familiar with, with 
everybody that's in this industry and make yourself, you know, know, make sure that you have something to bring to the table as well. Um, you know, just be well-versed. Just don't, don't be a cloud chaser. Like we, we can spot cloud chasers a mile away. Just be authentic, bring your authentic self wherever you go. Absolutely. We can definitely spot a cloud chaser. We sure can. (laughs) (laughs) And actually it will catch up to you. You can fake it so much. And Social media has made it so easy to find out who's real and who's not. But speaking of the real ones, Tola. Thank you. Thank one, you. Um, <laughs> um, I met you here through, I think, our mutual friend, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And it has just been a pleasure to manifest uh, friendship with you during this time since you've been out here in L.A. And to be able to see your worth ethic. Um, your continued relationship and building with God and that connection. Like, you'll send me passages via text. We'll check in on each other. It's like, girl, oh, it was one of those days, like, in the universe. And I think that is very yeah. important. So I just wanted to speak as much light to you to let you know that you you are using the gifts that God has given you. You don't know the impact. Thank you. <laughs> Or checking in or saying, well, how are we pacing against, you know, these goals for the week? And and the, all of those things are important. Um, so thank you for your support, your accountability, your light, your love. It's much appreciated. Man, thank you for reminding me of those things. I think because we're so hard on ourselves most of the time that we forgot. You know, we forget. We oftentimes forget the light that we might bring to people's lives. So I thank you and I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you for creating the Fearless Kia podcast platform for us to share. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that, like, I was talking to my therapist about last week, we can end on this note, but he was saying that, you know, when it comes to self-doubt and overthinking, he was like, it's not that you overthink, you underfeel. And I was like... Mm. Not again, for the people in the back. It's not that you overthink, you underfeel. So so, sometimes we get so much in our heads about this could happen, that could happen. Is this my time? And it's like, you're not feeling through what God is kind of trying to Mm. Like, be emotional depending on your situation i know that i probably have some childhood trauma that's got me to this point where i kind of have mastered and conditioned my emotions to be so less prevalent and reacting to things mm-hmm. i just get in my head and i'm just in my head about like well is it this is it that but it's not that i'm emotionally reacting or you know being over emotional or emotional at all about it he's just saying like you're overthinking it because you're underfeeling what you're supposed to feel at that moment. Mm. I'm like, Woo! wow, that's a word. Wow. Mm-hmm. Snap so for I, that. I, I, I share that to say, you know, as we continue and when that self doubt creeps in, just to take a take a moment to be like, you know what? Let me just whatever I'm feeling towards this creative output, towards this idea, towards this thought just feel it through whatever it evokes in you and mm-hmm. that wrapped up in the you know all of the scenarios and the fears of what could or am i ready and, and all those thoughts and just do amen thank you for that yes i love it well i usually love to close off the episode with a quote that ties back to the person's fear mm-hmm. the quote that i have is and this is unknown again another unknown quote but it goes When I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left 
and could say mm. everything you gave me. That's crazy because I literally used something similar. That's so crazy. We are aligned, Nakia. Oh, oh, seriously. Listen. We must okay. never. We on the same frequency. <laughs> we are. We are. That was beautiful. So with that being said, again, guys, I'm wishing you nothing but love, light, and peace of mind inside of your homes. But definitely get outside to just get some fresh air. Tolo, just want to kick it over to you to see if you wanted to say any final words before we close out. Um, no. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Anybody listening? Thanks for listening. Um, I'm always nervous when it's time to, you know, record a podcast, but I enjoyed this. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for my rebrand. I feel like this is, this is like going to kick off my rebrand. So pay attention. Uh, get on my page. Tola speaks to me um, and see what I got coming up. Thank yes. You. Well, until next time, guys, it's your girl, Fearless Kia and Tola, and we are out.